Destiny. And we are your Your faves faves would never. never. How's it going, Destiny? It's all right. How are you? Fine. We just got done watching Prophet and Lace. Maybe the worst, no, absolutely the worst episode of Deep Space Nine. One of the worst episodes of Star Trek ever produced. It was bad. I did not tell you beforehand. Jackson was like, are you going to tell Destiny about Prophet and Lace? And I was like, no, I think it'd be better just go in unaware. I had told you several, maybe like two seasons ago when we watched something that was bad, that there was a, there was a worst episode of DS9 ahead, but <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what it is. We'll just get to it when we get to it. We're here. Uh, for those of you who don't watch DS9, it was essentially the plot of um, Some Like It Hot, but like without the charm. <laughs> yes. Uh, also, like, <clears throat> incredibly transphobic in like gross ways. Yeah, no, it, it was essentially, we need a female Ferengi, but we don't have one available, so let's surgically make Quark one. And... Hilarity is supposed to ensue, but it's just upsetting and mm-hmm. bad. It was bad for its era. It's especially bad now. Yeah, it does not date well, age well. So that's what we're doing. We're recording on Monday night. We normally record on Sunday afternoon. We fucked up. Or Saturday afternoon, sorry. We don't Did we fuck up? We just had a weekend. We just got busy. I don't yeah. like recording on Mondays. We're like on the deadline now. Well, we're up against we'll it. I gotta, it. I gotta put this together tonight. I don't you don't do edit it. I I put music on it. Yeah, but like that only takes a few minutes, right? I edit if we mess up, so you can't mess up. I won't mess up. Okay. How's your week been? Ah, you know, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm not I was joking. That out. I know. Um, you sneeze much louder than that. My weekend was okay. Uh, well, no, actually, it was nice. I just didn't like. I had to work, but other than that, I uh, watched some cool movies with you. Yeah, we'll get into those. Hung out with my friend, watched a cool movie with her. Oh, yeah, we could talk about that. Yeah, and then I played Dungeons & Dragons. How's Dungeons & Dragons going? Pretty good. We're just killing those gobbos. Okay. Is Sorry, that what you gobbo call them? is a slur. Yeah. <laughs> it's problematic. <clears throat> That's not getting cut out either. No. I had dairy, so my phlegm level is high. You ate half a tub of ice cream. Is what I didn't said. eat half of it. There was half. All right. I'm not ashamed. I don't know why it's I'm a like small fighting tub. you. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. I ate a whole one last night. It was a pint of ice cream. Yes, no, no. It's pint. not like a gallon or anything. If it were, though, how dare you? How dare you shame me? <laughs> no, I'm not shaming it you. Was like I said, I ate cream. one last night. I watched anime and eat a thing. Ate a thing of ice cream. It was delicious. <laughs> uh, how was your weekend? Long, busy. I'm just too busy. I hate it. Wish we had more hours in the day. Much like Deep Space Nine. If I had 26 hours, I would use them wisely. They have 26 hours in a day? Yes. The I didn't realize 26 that. Hours. They mention every once in a while. Mm. It's kind of just a low-key fact of Deep Space Nine. Okay. Uh, I don't know if the Bajoran system just has 20-hour days or what. I'm not quite sure why it is the way it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't make sense for them to have day or night cycles anyway. Well, you need people to go to sleep and whatnot, right? Yeah. Like, you need a time for everything to close, because that's just how... Yeah, how things, things work. work, but when yeah. you're in space, like, time is yeah. all weird. Well, yeah, like, the Enterprise is always, like, full lit all the time. Yeah. There's, like, a night shift, but I assume everyone just, there's just three shifts and they just all live slightly different schedules, right? You gotta have some darkness. Your body has to get melatonin. Well, they go to bed and they sleep in those uncomfortable sheets. And... Oh, the sheets look like gold, or, excuse me, silver lame. Yeah. This is not our Star Trek podcast. I know, we're just talking about Star Trek right off the top. 
So what movies did we watch this week, Destiny? We watched the 1980 film Coal Miner's Daughter, starring Sissy Spacek and Tommy Lee Jones, which is the life story of one Loretta Lynn. This is directed by Michael Apton. Screenplay yeah. written by Tom Rickman. It is good. It's so good I don't like biopics. It's kind of my thing. I find them like trite and samey and typically don't like and enjoy watching them. I don't know. I'm always like, yeah, I know the beats. It's always the same beats of everybody's story. They come from nothing. They get it big. They do drugs or they something terrible happens to them. They fall down. They pick themselves up. The movie ends or they die and then the movie ends. Some of my favorite movies are biopics. Like one of my all-time favorite movies is Julian Schnabel's Before Night Falls. I have not seen that. It's unconventional. In that it doesn't follow that biopic mm -hmm. format, but it's the story of Ronaldo Arnes, which who he was a Cuban writer. Okay, we'll watch it sometime. Will I enjoy it? Um, I think so. It's a sad movie, but it's good. Okay, it's got Johnny Depp playing two different characters. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we have to sit through that. But... What if I don't? What if I don't watch a Johnny <laughs> Depp movie ever again in my life? I mean, he's like a. It's a slight role. Like he's probably in the movie ten minutes total. Okay. I'll just get up and make a sandwich during those 10 minutes. Sure. Yeah. Are they consecutive 10 minutes? No. Oh. He plays a character at the beginning of the movie and he plays a character. Well, I'll make two end. small sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love that movie. That's Javier Bardem in the lead. Okay. Um, That came out in like 97 or something. Okay. And that guy also directed two other movies I love. Wait, actually, I need to do a fact check. You vamp. I'm not going to... Okay, I guess. So, Coleman's Daughter, I went in and I was like, okay, I'll watch this because it's, like, well-regarded and d whatever. The rule with movie night is we'll each of us pick a movie and there's no, like, vetoing. We're just going to watch the damn movies. Um, and so I was like, yeah, sure, I'll watch it, whatever, even if I'm not especially enthused. But they act the hell out of it. It's really good. Okay, let's caveat that. It is a pretty good movie. I feel like... It, despite being like Loretta Lynn's story, I feel like the movie centers Tommy Lee Jones' character too much, and he is clearly the one that gets all the material to act through. Um, like, it might as well just be the story of her, like, stupid husband who, like, d like fixed her career for her and then couldn't handle being the husband of a famous lady, and it's kind of gross, honestly. I would, like, I get why maybe the book is like that, maybe she wrote that, and that wouldn't surprise me necessarily, but... I wish there was more about her, especially once she blows up. It mostly is about him pouting about it, and, like, you don't get any more interiority of her. Yeah, no, that's also my complaint. Uh, I I have no idea if that's how the book reads, because, mm -hmm. I mean, she wrote it, so I don't know. Mm -hmm. And she stayed married to that guy way after that book came out and way after that movie. Yeah, until he died. Yeah, so. and she lived long. And I'm pretty sure she wrote another autobiography at some point. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway... Uh, that being said, the other two biopics I like are also directed by Julian Schnabel. They are Diving Bell and Butterfly. Which I have not seen. And Basquiat. Which I have not seen. Oh, we'll, we'll get you caught up. We have okay. our movie nights for a reason. Oh, but yeah, okay. I like Coal Miner's Daughter just because I've been on this country music history kick listening to this podcast called Cocaine and Rhinestones. Which I was recommended by my friend Crass. Thanks, Crass. Yeah, Cocaine thanks, and Rhinestones is great. It's really good. I couldn't stop listening to it. Uh, but, yeah, no, so the movie's great. It won a bunch of Oscars, or was it nominated? I don't remember. It got, um, at least Eight one. nominations. Oh, okay. Did it win? Uh, received one, two, Best Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy, back when that was a thing. Well, that's Golden that's Globes. That's a Golden Globe. Right. Yeah. Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. Academy Award for Best Actress, Sissy Spacek. Oh, good for her. Yeah, so it was nominated for a bunch more. 
Um, that was the Raging Bull year. Yes, right. That's why that happened. Uh, this is a better movie than Raging Bull. I'd say that. I think Lots I'm of movies are better than Raging Bull. I'm comfortable saying that. Yeah. I like the way Raging Bull looks. Mm. I don't like the way Raging Bull feels. Or is, yes. <laughs> yes, it's a mean, <laughs> shitty movie about a mean, shitty man, right? Like, Yeah. Uh, just inherent in it. Uh, and now you've seen Rocky, which is way better than Raging Bull. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um... Not as good cinematography, but no, still a better not. film. <laughs> but much better. Like I'd much rather watch him and Adrian tell stupid jokes and bum around. The other movie we watched was a total delight. So, yes, we ended up having to swap one out at the last minute. So we ended up watching just something that I had lying around that I've been literally talking to Destiny about since we met. And yeah, I was like, you should really watch this movie. That movie, Destiny, is Mamma Mia. Uh, this is the night, uh, the 2008 uh, version of Mamma Mia, uh, based on the musical. Uh, this is directed by Philippa Lloyd, um, who also I think directed the original like stage run. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mamma Mia, if you don't know, is like a jukebox musical where all the songs are ABBA songs, um, and is the story of uh, like a wedding that's happening on this Greek island where. Uh, What's her face? Amanda Seyfried plays the daughter of uh, Meryl, Streep. Meryl Streep's character who like runs this resort that's like run down. And she had this daughter and she, she never grew up never knowing who her father was. And it's one of three guys that she gets out of her mom's diary from when she was young. And she's like, it's my wedding. I want to invite my dad. I want to meet my real dad. She asks all three guys to the island uh, like without telling anyone and hilarity ensues. Actual hilarity. I laughed yes. out loud multiple times during this film. It's really campy. It's extremely campy. Everyone in it is having a blast. Yes, yes. One of one of the scathing reviews described it as like watching drunken karaoke, which to me is the greatest thing you could say about a musical. Drunken A-lister karaoke. Yes. Um, the three men are Stellan Skarsgård. Yes. Pierce Brosnan and Colin Firth. Yes. Two um. daddies and a weirdo. <laughs> Says you. It says me, yes. No, understandable. Uh, <laughs> but you don't think feel this way, I don't but think I feel daddies, this way. But you do. Um what was I gonna say about this movie? There was a point where it, I just turned to M and I'm like, is some of this improvised? Because it feels improvised. No, I don't think it was. I don't think it was either. Yep. They just brought a quality to it that made it feel yep. very breezy and natural and yes. you felt like all those people were really close. They're having a great time. They are even the ones who cannot sing are having a great time singing. Pierce, Pierce Brosnan, Brosnan is a terrible singer. Yeah, oh my god. He's bad. And they give him two songs. It's really <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> but you know what? He brings it. They give Dominic Cooper like half a song. <laughs> Isn't he, like, known for... Didn't he do... I have no hit? idea. Okay. Don't ask me. I'll look it up. Uh, but it's really Meryl Streep's movie, and the movie knows it, and so they just kind of let her go off throughout, and it's really good. She's having a blast. Uh, she's just adorable in her giant, like, overalls. She's very Fixing up cute. this island and being ridiculous. Yeah, no, she's adorbs. I, I can't dislike her. She also steals into the woods, which is another musical. I should watch that. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I like this. Uh, I like that movie a lot. Uh, I watched it when it came out in theaters. Uh, I've always liked ABBA. I grew up with that kind of music. Um, big fan. So uh, I don't. I don't know why it's taken us so long to watch this. It's also just like everyone on a hilariously green screened fake 
Greek <laughs> island set where like it's always the exact same like beautiful ocean behind them because it's not real. Yep. <laughs> but they built all of this villa like in a set and then like the night scenes are the most obvious day for night since like the 50s. It's glorious. I love it so much. I was going to say Dominic Cooper was in History Boys, but I don't, I don't actually remember if that was a musical oh, or not. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Never heard of that. It's based on a play. It's not very good, but I saw the movie version way back when. Is it a musical? It was like, oh, boys school. I don't think it's a musical. Okay. I thought it was because it like was on Broadway, but... Okay. Hmm. Dominic Cooper is one of those guys who's definitely aged more into his face. He looks awful in 2008, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, he does. He looks a lot better now. Yes. But my, you know my tastes when it comes to the men in the world. <laughs> I'm not interested until they're at least like 40. This is true. You like them old. I do. You like the daddies. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, I know. History Boys has that awful like stereotype of like, this old guy is really into these teens, and that's what being gay is like. So, oh, great! Not a big fan of that. Is that what "Call Me by Your Name" is? Because that's what that gives all vibes up to. I didn't watch that. No. Okay. It doesn't. Okay. Surprisingly, because the age component of that really skewed me. I was like, I don't want to see that movie. They address it in the film. Uh huh. But then they just kind of, since the younger party is just fully consenting, the movie just kind of runs away with it. I understand that, but also no. It grows me out too mm -hmm. it's like my one like i like a lot about that movie but i couldn't get over that mm -hmm. um yeah i still have no confirmation if this is a musical or not okay. i'm gonna say no okay but i thought it was oh. um <laughs> and then you watched a movie with one of your friends that i had already seen do you want to tell people what that is i watched an obscure indie film you might not know about it. International director. A little known, but beloved known. by the yes. people who do know. Um, uh, headed by an Australian actor. But, uh, yes. I hope he's going to blow up. Uh, I, I would hope so. He had like a small turn in Star Trek 2009. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, I'm talking about a little movie called Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so the best thing about this is you've never seen a Thor movie before. Nope, this. not a one. And now you never can because like, Thor is okay. Thor 2 is a terrible film. Do not watch Thor 2. This movie's great. I have a question. Yes. Is the music for the other Thor movies also really electronic? No, not at all like this. Okay, so it's just something unique yes, to this film. This is film. specifically this film. Wow, that because of what it is. It's it's fucking great. Because the first movie <laughs> is so we'll just talk about this briefly. The first movie is Thor is like all arrogant and like a shitty kid, and Odin's like, You are banished from my realm, like Loki convinced him to do this. You're banished, go to Earth, you have no powers, and he's just like in this dusty town, like hanging out with Natalie Portman and Kat Dennings. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, I'm a Greek he's just being like boisterous and loud like he is and charming and they're all like this is a, the hottest man on earth because he's enormous and beautiful or whatever that's what that movie is <laughs> he is enormous uh, and beautiful and it's directed by Kenneth Branagh and so the stuff in Asgard is like really campy and Shakespearean and the stuff on earth is like this weird romantic comedy and it it doesn't work because the movie's kind of bad and doesn't know quite what it is but it almost works the word two is about loki's parentage as the child of ice giants and it's about dark elves and it's like a grim dark bullshit thing it's bad it's a bad mm. film uh, do not watch that. Uh, and Natalie Portman has nothing to do with the point where she said, I don't want to be in these anymore. And so she's not in these anymore. Uh, and then Thor 3 is like a weird sci-fi, ridiculous adventure. It's really homoerotic. Uh, I wouldn't say really. There's so many like lingering shots of yes. just beefcake in that movie. Yes, like, there are. More but... so than I would say. I mean, that's, in... that's just the Thor movies, I think. But also, really? yes. 
Oh, okay. But also, yeah, no, it doesn't help that, you know, like, uh, Taika's definitely into that as, like, an aesthetic choice. Yeah, no. Uh, it is, like, low-key anti-colonialist in a lot of its yeah, jokes and messaging. It is. Uh, it's it's there, a there hunk, were, yes. hunk fight palooza. Yes, that lot, is true. A lot of hunk fights. Yes. <laughs> and I'm not usually that girl. I'm not like, ooh, beefy dudes. But there was one scene where I went, ooh, because <laughs> yes. of Hemsworth. Hems, Hemsworth's, uh, was there, physique. was there, did you have Kate Blanchett feels? I know a lot of people care about that with you Kate know Blanchett I did. and Tessa Thompson feels. Yes, all of them. Mm-hmm. Yes, mommy. What about <laughs> the rock guy? I like the rock guy. The rock guy is everybody's favorite. Yeah, he's so And good. I 100% am behind him. Yeah. I love him. Quark? Uh, I, I don't remember. Oh, okay. Well, he's precious. He right? is precious. He's, he's the best. He's beautiful. Yep. He's wonderful. Yeah, it's a good movie. They actually made Loki interesting. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Because I think he sucks. He's I think boring. he sucks, too. <laughs> yeah. Someday we'll see the Infinity War. I, I, part of me is like, we have an obligation to our listeners to see this movie. I know what happened. I'll watch it, about it eventually when it comes you out. You told me what happened, but I still feel I didn't like you have an obligation to But watch I'll tell it. you some stuff off the mic uh, <laughs> that will really bum you out. OTM. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Do you like Idris Elba running around in Lord of the Rings in the background of that movie? For <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Uh, yeah, I don't know why he's just in like Strider gear, running around with a giant <laughs> sword in like a bunch of like elvish like ruins. The entire movie, it's just Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and then he almost fights a wolf, and Hulk ruins it because Hulk's the worst. Yeah, Hulk is ridiculous in this movie. He's almost cute. I don't. I don't like Hulk. I think he's oh, boring. I liked his uh, petulant Hulk whining mm-hmm. uh not a big fan of the bruce banner characterization he's also a petulant whining baby but my friend who's really into marvel was like they're giving him dimensions no they're giving him dimensions and i'm like i not understand they it. need to give him some kind of like angst but it just didn't work for me mm-hmm. uh but i did enjoy all the the cg hulk butt in the movie okay <laughs> whatever <laughs> Those are our movies. It was a good movie week. It was a good movie week. I love movies. As I'm like movies, burning out on video games movies. right now, I'm like, you know what's good? Fucking movies. I enjoy them. Yeah, we finished Agretzico also. Oh, yes, we did. The People should watch Agretzico. Sanrio anime about a red panda who loves metal. Death metal. Death metal and works at an office job. Yep. Relatable. Yep. Who are you in that cast? Tag yourself. Tag. Probably that giggly ass hippo. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not wrong. <laughs> Showing people pictures of my nephews and shit. But are your nephews a secret front <laughs> no. for little shit you're doing on the side? Spoiler alert. But I am definitely Fenico. Yeah, you are Fenico. I'm Fenico. Kind of quiet. Just low-key middling, meddling with people's lives. Yep. 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 Secretly resentful of the people with energy and pep. <laughs> it's not a secret. I'm, I'm not as energetic as the hippo, but I'm definitely like... The talkative one at the office. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you relate to people. You're very energetic and forceful. I can't. You have an overwhelming personality. I do. Let me put it on you. Uh, Is that what you do with personalities? You put them on people? That's weird. (laughs) You smother them. I hate it. Until they don't exist. And it's all you being reflected back at you. Mm -mm. Every extrovert's Mm -mm -mm. goal. That's weird. (laughs) So fucking weird. Oh, I hate it. So we have an actual topic this week. Yes, we do. We didn't want to do the mail first. We'll do the mail as we talk because it's relevant to the topic. Okay, I didn't know. Yes. Okay. So we were sitting there over lunch this week at last week, and we're, I was like, we really need a topic, and 
We were like, well, let's do uh, this, the thing you suggested. What did you suggest? What were we like as teens? Specifically high school era, I think. Oh, yes. Yeah. And uh, we figured we'd give you a peek behind the curtain of who we were when we were kids. Much shittier people, probably. At least in my instance, I'm not going to speak for you, I guess. I wasn't as shitty as you, but I was shitty. Okay. In different ways. You know, so we have questions that pertain to this. I'm going to do the questions first, if that's all right. I don't mind at all. Okay, so from our friend Parker, we have, what do you think was the hardest thing to unlearn from your teen years? That I didn't know everything. Okay, was that really it? I mean, I was really like high and mighty, holier than thou. Okay. All of my opinions are correct and right and the good opinions. And I'm glad that I grew out of that. I mean, most of your opinions are good and right and the correct opinions. Yeah, but I'm more, like, open to somebody going, hey, look at this. What do you, like, you could be wrong and me not having a complete meltdown about it. But would you really have meltdowns? No, but I Are you, like, a type A kid? I don't see that in you at all. No, I was just really pushy. Okay. Um, what else? No... What was it? Well, you answer, and then I'll think So mine's it. a little more complicated, because I feel like the thing that was the hardest to deal with was just unpacking masculinity bullshit. Because, I mean, I was a boy when I was a teen. It was a much different thing back then. Um, which I guess we'll get into as we talk about stuff, but, like, that was more like a thing that, like, my whole 20s was about unpacking that shit. And I still had a bunch of it when we got together. You, you can attest to this fact. Two breakups <laughs> later. <laughs> um, yeah... Yeah, whatever. You can edit that out if you want. No, you can. You can, you can just tell the people. I was like, I don't think it's right that we break up. And you were like, well, I still want to have sex. And then I guess we're back together Whoa, again. Whoa, you were way more detailed than I was going. <laughs> I thought you were the private one. That's not what I meant by that at all. I'm just saying. That's how this ended up. And here we are, six years later. Still fucking. <laughs> um... <laughs> So as we like, that is like a thing that will probably come up as we talk about this stuff. But that's the thing I think of is all of the like toxic teen boy edgelord bullshit that I had to work oh, through. Were you an edgelord? I mean, it's a different thing because it was like pre like social media didn't exist. And a lot of like, like maybe 4chan existed, but I certainly didn't know about it. Like we're talking about 2001 to 2004 is a different time online. Yeah. Yeah. So I never had the opportunity, thank God, to like really fall into a really bad like part of the internet where that stuff gets like really it, like gr- blows up, yeah, and becomes extremist and ridiculous. And I was just a shitty kid who thought being edgy was cool and like being over stuff was the most important thing you could do. I mean, I had that, but on a completely different path. Like mm-hmm. I was kind of a hipster kid. Mm-hmm. I always thought like all the bands I like are the coolest. Mm-hmm. And I, you wouldn't catch me listening to like, uh, something that I deemed uncool. Or okay, my let's 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 move let's uncool. move on to the next question. All right, this one's from our friend Ellie. Uh, what are some interests slash media from your teen years you were mortified about liking, but after you, uh, after you grew out of it, but now you've come back on? Oh, um, for me, this is weird. And it doesn't really answer the question, but for the first thing that popped in my head was when I was a really little kid, I really liked fantasy and sci-fi. And then in my teens, I was completely like, no, I'm too cool for that. Mm-hmm. 
only literary fiction, only dramas. Mm. And then when I grew out of my teen years and got into my 20s and 30s, I've been more accepting of fantasy and sci-fi. You know, watching anime without shame. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's so it's fair. kind of a way of answering that question. I have to think about it again. I don't know if I have any like uh, wrestling, maybe, but I'm not. I don't really watch wrestling anymore because of the fucking politics behind everyone who does wrestling these days. Listen to a lot of podcasts. I shouldn't about wrestling, but that's really it. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm not really into much. Well, the stuff I was into as a teen, I'm still into kind of in the same level. Um, there's nothing I dropped and came back on in that way. Yeah, I can't think of anything that I dropped that I went back to. Most of the stuff I dropped, I dropped for good. Mm-hmm. And then there was a second part. What's the most embarrassing thing you did as a teen that you're comfortable sharing? All I can think of are dirty ones. That's <laughs> <laughs> all you got? Are you any of the dirty ones? No, I'm not going to tell any of the dirty ones. Okay. Uh, but I, uh, let's just say the first time I ever did anything sexual, the next day, the person I did that stuff with made me read a Bible. (laughs) They handed me a Bible and they said, I want you to think about what we did. And that was pretty embarrassing. That is pretty embarrassing. And then you were with that person for how many years? Let's not talk about it. (laughs) Um, and then... I don't know. I was a pretty embarrassing loudmouth. We loved to be the center of attention. We loved just hooting and hollering and <laughs> cutting up like teens do. But I can't think of any specific embarrassing incidents. Okay. Aside from like maybe, oh, writing like poetry to embarrassing boys. And now I look back on it and some embarrassing girls like, uh, oh man, I had pages in my journal devoted to Gwen Stefani. I had Whew. uh collages of Connor Oberst. Oh my god. Yeah, just the most ridiculous teen tastes. Mm. So that's pretty embarrassing. That's fair. What about you? I suppose the most embarrassing thing I did was the year um the the summer between junior and senior year of high school. The thing I did every morning, because I was basically nocturnal, because that's why I was a teen, which is ridiculous, because I'm the person who's up at, like, 7 in the morning, regardless of what day it is now. Like, days off, I don't care. I'll get up at 7. Um, it's gross. Yes. It's an is, affront to everything I hold dear. Is it the middle of the night, I would, like, do, like, I would, uh, I would listen to, like, J-pop and do, like, par-par dance routines as, like, a thing to do to be active, and then I got one of those, uh, Training Vulcans? You've seen it because Josh threw it out when we were cleaning. Oh! And I would practice with that to learn how to, like, learn how to use a sword because I was that teen. You were the most... Anime weed Vulcan. Yes! <laughs> I'm just looking at you like, we would have hated each Don't other. <laughs> like, we would not have gotten along as teens. No, we I would have, I would have probably just made fun of you. I would have made fun of you, but not to your face. You would make fun of me to my face. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, uh, I would just think you were a nerd, but I'd be nice to you to your face. I would not be nice to you. I'd be mean <laughs> and shitty to you. <laughs> I would just be like, well, um, they're okay. <laughs> I don't understand the sword. I mean, nobody knew about the sword. It was in the middle of the night. So this is me, <laughs> 17, in the middle of the night in, like, the yard outside my apartment with oh this sword, God. this wooden sword, because that's who I was. That's hilarious. You know, it was a different time. I was a different person. Weren't we all? Yep. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> so if you have questions for us about anything, you can send them to podcast at abnormalmapping.com. So we're going to continue to talk about this. We're just going to kind of go back and forth asking each other questions about our teen years. Yeah. Did you want to go first? Sure. What do you want? What's your first What time? was your favorite subject in high school? Literature class. I was always into books. I was a... So I... When they, when they were like... Gosh, 7th, 8th grade, they're like, you need to start thinking about prepping for college, what your career is going to be. I really liked reading books. I was like, I'm going to write books because that's how a child thinks because I was a child. <laughs> you shouldn't ask books. children what they want to do. It's dumb. <laughs> um, and I didn't really write. I didn't enjoy writing, but I was like, I like reading books. I should make books, uh, which is the wrongest reason to do anything. Anyway. Um, I don't necessarily So I got agree. really into like literature as like my identity because I was like, I need to like read all the books and be smart about stuff like that. But then I got down this weird rabbit hole through the lit classes of I really like like old books, like ancient literature, uh, which is what I ended up going to college for for a year and a half or whatever. Um, and uh, so I really like the lit classes, but I'd come in and I'd like have read half of the curriculum and uh, know more about some things than the teachers and be just a little miserable shit about it uh, if the teacher was bad. I was a bit shitty kid. Anyway, uh, that's the stuff I liked. I took like three lit classes over my requirements. Like I just filled up my schedule with everything they had. Except American literature, which was too new to be good. Anything oh, from the Lord. foundation of the Americas was too modern. I couldn't read American lit. You make me sick. That's who I was. What, I was, was, what was your favorite class? English, yeah. I was also the I'm going to be a writer type of kid. I tried to write screenplays in high school. I was in creative so writing. Our school district, once you got out, once you got into high school, there were English classes, but those were kind of like for the normal kids. And then everyone who was in like smart classes did literature, specific focused literature. There was world lit, AP lit. English lit, the British lit. honor students, not necessarily the smart students. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> look, understand, that this is just the way I saw it in high school. I haven't really thought about it much since then. <laughs> uh, I only say that because now that I'm an adult, I look back and I'm like, my high school was 80% black, but none of, there were no other black kids in my honors classes. Mm. Uh, but anyway, um, no, I majored in American literature, so we would have been rivals in college too. Hating mm -hmm. on my lit. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I loved English. I loved writing. I loved grammar. I hate grammar. Loved grammar. I hate grammar. Loved grammar. <laughs> Miserable. Uh, I loved, uh, just all that stuff that comes with reading and writing. What was your least favorite class? Math. You're bad at math. I'm horrible you're at bad, it. Yeah, I never got, it never clicks. I wonder if, it, like, do you think it's, like, a socialization thing? Like, you just had, like, bought into the, the girls are bad at math stuff. I never... Because you have, like, math phobia that seems very, like, built into you. Like, someone told you were bad at math when you were, like, six and you never let it go. I... The only person I can think of is my mother. Because when, when you... I, every time numbers come up, you're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I freak out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm really bad at math. I failed intermediate algebra three times. Uh, I don't even know what's past that. <laughs> Uh, uh, so in my, my school it was algebra, then geometry, then algebra two, then trig pre-calc, and then calc, which was an AP class, which I took. It's just magical to me. No, whatever. It's so many numbers. I, I actually, I, I didn't like math. I was, I was like the miserable student who like didn't ever do homework and still like aced every class. That's who I was. I was good at everything. Uh, the worst. Don't ever be this person. It's a bad person to Teachers be. Teachers hate that person. Some of my teachers hate that person. Some of those teachers love you. 
Some te- I, when I was a teacher, I hated those kids because it wasn't their fault, but they just didn't want to do anything because so they knew everything. The thing that happened to me was I, <laughs> since I was a, the kid who always like really loved, as a kid, I always wanted to hang out with adults. I thought adults are cool. I thought teens were stupid and sucked. I didn't want to hang out with them at all. I wanted acceptance from adults. So I would love to just like, like learn from a teacher who I thought was smart. If I respected the teacher, I was the best student. How like, often did you respect the teacher? About 80% of the time. Oh, okay. Never mind. But the teachers I really disliked, just mean, undermine all the work. Oh. Just the worst. I was the worst. Yeah. I'm know. sorry, but my AP lit teacher did not know what the hell she was talking about. All of my other lit <laughs> teachers were good. She was bad. I was going to talk about... She was like 24. She had knew nothing. Let's... Let's not dump on her. She's just, probably dead now. She's not dead now. <laughs> um, she was only teaching the class because the teacher I did like that I looked up to the most was like chased out of school because of some weird politics stuff that we can't get into on this podcast for like probably legal reasons. <laughs> oh, I want to hear that off the mic. Yes. I was going to say that I don't remember being told I was bad at math, mm-hmm. but I definitely like went through a period where I was fine at it, but mm-hmm. I was struggling with my homework. So my mother told my teacher I needed extra tutoring, but my teacher was like, but you're getting good grades. And maybe it started from there. I have no idea. I just feel like I missed a day. And then when I came back, I couldn't understand anything. Mm -hmm. And this is like early, Mm -hmm. like fourth grade. And then it just never got fixed. And then as soon as I got into high school, I would just guess on all my tests. I think you, I think you, you're yeah. you're smart. You could you could be trained again because I've shown you like number grouping. You're like, oh, that makes thing it makes sense. I passed algebra eventually. Yeah. I had a great teacher when I went to community and none college. Of that, none of that matters. Let's be real. No, he made a huge difference. Oh, okay. No, I mean like out like worrying about being good at algebra is like. Oh, okay. You know, I got you with the teacher. No, no, no. Just yeah. algebra itself. Stupid. I took much <laughs> algebra. I never use any of it. Yeah. No. But he he that teacher. Turned it around for mm-hmm. me, but I yeah. didn't take any more math after that. So, mm-hmm. you have a question for me? You did not turn back my my question. What I was bad at? Oh, yeah. um, what were you bad at? History. Any I have reason? no. I still have no head for names, like places, people, whatever. No, like dates. Never. Every time we talk about something, I'm like, Destiny, when did this happen? You have an answer or a guess. I have no idea. You know I have no idea. I'm bad at this. I'm really good at trying to place Um, things in context. And I'm really bad at that. So I thought for years I was just bad at history because I couldn't remember like those factual things. The thing that I've realized now that I like read history books and listen to some podcast stuff is that I just don't remember names. I'm really good with like the stories and big pictures. If you ask me to like give you context on a thing, I can probably do that pretty well. Just don't ask me to tell you when a thing happened or who it happened to. Uh, if that's what's provided, I can do the rest of the work myself, which is fine because Google can do all that fact-checking really easy. Google can't tell you the connection stuff. It's like the way, like, like old-style teaching or whatever. You probably know more about this than I do, but, like, you get the sense, of, like, old-style teaching is you teach kids to memorize facts, and, like, new-style teaching is you teach them to use the processes and the tools available to them to put it all together. I'm good at that part. Oh, okay. I'm bad at, like, memorizing facts. I was going to ask if... Did you like history, even though you thought you were bad at it? Mm, the history teacher I had in high school was a shit bag. He was the worst. Well, I liked some of it. I didn't actually like history at all until college, because I had mm-hmm. that thing drilled into me where I'm like, you don't have to care about any of this because you're black, and none of it applies to you because they're just lying... And so we, I, t- I, my school actually had a black history class and I loved that. Mm-hmm. And then when I got into college, I got this really like 
he was a Marxist, essentially, mm-hmm. teaching history, and that's when I got into history. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I got into history because the, by the time I was in late high school, I was reading a bunch of, like, last Older literature. Books, yeah. And you need historical context to understand what the hell anyone is talking about. Yeah. Uh, which gave me, like, that low-key appreci- appreciation. I just didn't realize that that was the stuff that the school was trying to teach you in the way that didn't click with me. Yeah. I, I have to say that that's probably a topic that's taught kind of... You gotta have a good teacher for that, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, are, is it your turn to ask the it's question? It's your turn. Oh. Oh, we're still in school stuff. I mean, it could be whatever. What was your group of friends like, if you had one? So I had my two biggest friends uh, were uh, my friend I ended up going and rooming in college with. You know who it says. Yeah. Uh, and my we, big ex before you. We'll call them... We will not name names. Rico Suave and Poopface. <laughs> Neither of those apply to either of the people this is about. Um, well, your ex is Poopface. Okay. Look, I understand. <laughs> and your roommate's Rico Suave. No. Because everybody wants to hang out with Rico Suave. No. He's, He's like cool. the least suave person I He's know. He's got a leather jacket. Do- he probably does. <laughs> anyway, uh, my friend group at school is small. By high school, I had kind of like... In junior high, I ended up being, like, the leader of, like, a gaggle of, like, the loser outcast kids or whatever. Most of them became stoners in high school, but they went to a different <laughs> high school than I did. You were not a stoner. No, I was not that person yeah. at all. Um, uh, I was always, like, too type A, like, gotta be responsible about everything to be that person. I was Yeah, I was goody, I was, like, a teenage cop. I say that all the time. It's true. <laughs> um, but I was always, like, gotta make sure you do everything right and do all the things and make sure everything's good because everyone expects you to do good naturally. Like, the very, like, you'd been told you're smart and good at things for your entire life and you bought into it to the point you're falling apart. I was Paris and Gilmore Girls. That's who I was oh, yeah. in high school. Um, But I had, like, friends who, like, that was my main friend group and we were all in this, like, we were all kind of smart kids and kind of over it in the way you get at the end of high school or whatever. Uh, I had a crush on my big ex that was kind of on and off for literally years at this point. Um, Poop face. Yeah, sure. It was a bad deal. Use um, the names I used. No. <laughs> um, but we were we were clo- like close, and then I had a bunch of people like I didn't. Our school wasn't very clickish, so I kind of knew everybody in my classes, and everyone was friendly or whatever. But like, I wasn't close friends with a lot of people. I just knew everybody. Mm-hmm. But it was mostly just the two of them. Uh, unsurprisingly, what I liked to do was leave school, go home. And read or play video games or be online and not socialize with the people I'd see during my day. <laughs> it wasn't until near the very end of high school that I was like, oh, right, I have a car. I, I can drive. I can borrow my own car. I can go out and hang out with these people outside of school. I guess that's a thing people do. And then I started doing that. Okay. When I started to have money to go to movies is basically what happened around like 17 or so. Cool. What about you? Are you, are you asking me the same question? Yeah, that's how it works. Um. Well, my friend group we were like probably all goth in middle school Mm -hmm. and then we slowly morphed into what we thought was punk Mm -hmm. as high school hit Mm -hmm. and we were like there was a group of us and we called ourselves the five you were just a bunch of scene kids Not really. Okay. Because we didn't go to, like, parties okay, or anything. you describe it. That sounds like a whole deal. No, we just had our own little world. Okay. Like, we had this notebook, like, series of notebooks that we pass around amongst ourselves and write mm-hmm. in. And I, I have one of them. Like, each member each has one of these notebooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't, like, um, 
and like a lot of our friendship was based around fandom and the music we li- music we listen to. Yes. Uh, so like for a while we were really into seeing like Omaha's local indie scene in concert a bunch. And, mm-hmm. Uh, we'd go to little cheap shows and we'd watch what we thought were like the superior films, and it was all very snobby, but it was like ours and fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had all the same crushes, and we all had the same type. Boys in eyeliner. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I read a lot of fanfic in those days. And I had internet friends, but like I did a lot with my like school friends, too. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't the bubbly font of uh, extroversion that you see before you now. I was definitely quieter and mm. more shy. Okay. <clears throat> but like when I was comfortable around them, I was really loud. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. And I only one of them is like a close friend still. Out of that group, we'll call her Pretty Face. I'm trying to think of who that could. She's possibly... a mom. Okay, sure. She writes for a local paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we've been best friends since. Was high your school. friend who was a cop part of that group? The... My friend who's a cop. Yes. You have a friend who's a cop who's moved out of state. A friend who's a cop who's moved out of state. I have no cop. idea who you're talking about. Can you pause it? When I think of when I think of your high school friends, I think of the one person I met who moved away shortly after we started getting. We got oh, started, who's a cop of sorts. Oh, okay, no, that friend we didn't go to school together. Oh, okay. We. Um, so does that mean your entire high school friend group was like the straightest people on earth, aside from you? No. Okay. Because yeah. the ones I've met are like ag- oppressively heterosexual. Yeah. No. My 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 BFF is probably the straightest person I know, who mm-hmm. I still talk to now, mm-hmm. who was one of my best friends in high school. But like everybody else was pretty like we were all pretty bisexual. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's interesting. Yeah. Because I always feel like your descriptions of high school are very, like, closeted, angst experiences. Oh, yeah. Middle school was way more angsty because that's right when I figured it out. Mm. And, like, I was really out about my crushes. Yeah, it took me years. And I'd already slept with two boys by high school to figure it out. Really? (laughs) Oh, When I was in high school... I was like, oh, that's just a phase. I was just experimenting. And I didn't figure it out until college. (laughs) I was dumb. (laughs) Oh, you're cute. No, just buy into the, like male bullshit where it's like you can fool around but if you're not like actually emotionally entangled it's not real it's not a real attraction it's just guys being guys slap each other on the back it's dumb this is totally a thing you guys do Um, when i was younger well middle school i was open with my crushes and it burned me mm. and so by high school i was like keep that shit to yourself Mm -hmm. and it's hilarious because when i got to college that's when everybody actually started coming out. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, man, if I had known in high school, I would have asked so-and-so out. So my experience in high school was everyone coming out to me in waves and me going like, why are all my friends gay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, it's weird to me that I'm the one straight person in this sea of gay people. Wow. No, I knew I, I, I was wasn't. an idiot. <laughs> I, <laughs> I knew I wasn't straight, like, pretty young. So mm. it wasn't really something that I had angst about in high school, aside from like, when will I come out of the closet? Mm-hmm. What about your home life? How was your home life? And My home night... Oh, excuse me. Home, home life. life. I'm looking at my phone and I should Don't look at your phone. I just wanted to make sure that no. these movie plans went through. They're fine. It'll wait a half hour till we're all done. Right, all right. So my home life was uh, 
me, my mother, my sisters, and we lived. We moved in with my grandma. You're the eldest of three. Yes, I'm the eldest of three. Yes. And home life was a lot of like just so much TV watching. Like mm-hmm. I read books and I played video games, but like TV was uh, a teacher, a parent. <laughs> A See, this friend. is this is why my cultural gap exists because by fourteen I wasn't watching TV anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, I was just I was too busy. I was online. I was playing games, reading books. I didn't watch TV. I don't again know how I balanced until everything. until like now with you. I watch more TV than I've ever done in my entire That's life. That's hilarious because I watch less than I've ever watched in my life. We watch TV show every day. It's not the same. It's okay. not like what I used to do was my mom would bring home TV guides, mm-hmm. which kids. It was a book that told you what was on the TV. For uh, a month like, at a time, or a week at a time. Also, like, Star Trek or Goldberg would be on the front, and you'd buy it because you like wrestling or Star Trek. Yeah, that happened. Yes, I I used I had multiple TV guides at some point because of what was on the cover. <laughs> I liked the crosswords. <laughs> I didn't get into crosswords until Chris Remo, so. Oh, that's funny. Uh, so, I would take it, and I would highlight everything I wanted to watch at prime time for every night of the week. So Monday night, I'm trying to think of a schedule. Okay, you come home from school, you watch The Simpsons. Then you watch Friends, Mm because everything's in syndication. Uh, Then, well, I guess Friends wasn't... Okay, sorry. I'm not going to go through my whole week's schedule. No, don't do that. But I had, like, shows for every night of the week. Mm -hmm. Thursday night being highlight, because it was must-see TV night, so that was Friends, Frasier, Seinfeld, and whatever show... after friends that we I've get never in my life watched TV like this. Yeah, no, every night. Sunday nights was, was Simpsons night. That was X Files night. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got older, it was Battlestar Galactica night. Mm-hmm. Um, Tuesdays was like CW shows, Dawson's Creek, Buffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said you wouldn't run this all down. We I know I won't do this. Okay, but like I watched so much TV and like indiscriminately, mm-hmm. just. Good and bad. I watched Hee Haw. I watched uh, Bozo. I watched Mystery Science Theater. I watched... No, that's a good show. But, like, I just watched a lot of TV mm-hmm. and a lot of infomercials. Like, me and my friends had infomercials that we would all call each other on the phone and, like, make fun of them together. Okay. <laughs> but you got along fine with your family family? Yeah. How was your dynamic? You hung it out was... with them? You liked your family? Well, we didn't hang out because there was a period where, like, my middle sister mm-hmm. uh, was at the same school as me, but mm-hmm. we didn't hang out with each other's friends okay. or anything. You're, you're like, two, three years apart? Two years apart. Okay. Yeah. We're two years apart, and then I'm four years older than the youngest. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, high school was really different for all of us, I feel like, because my sister was into more of the art stuff, mm-hmm. and I was, like... Shy weirdo, but I was in the choir, and and then like my other sister was planning to like drop out and go to hair school. Really? Yeah. Huh. But, and now she's the one that's probably gonna have the best degree out of yes. all three of us. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. My home life was it, it was just a lot of TV watching, mm-hmm. just a lot of it, and then mm-hmm. just like me trying to write stories all the time. Okay. What about you? Uh, so I lived with my mother at the time, uh, and my brother, who's five years younger than me, so we never went to the same school, really, except for a little bit in elementary school. Um, and I, I was based, so, 
starting in junior high because I had friends online who, like, I had a friend who worked nights, so I was really close to. I would come home from school, I would sleep for four hours, I would wake up around like eight or so, eight to ten, depending, be up until like three in the morning, and then Doing sleep what? another four. Talking to them online. Oh. Uh, I'd sleep another four hours, and then go go to school. This was my schedule for years. See, I would talk to my friends on the phone all night. Yeah, no, yeah. I just chat online with people. I was, that's just my, like, laser focus. I'd read books, I'd be online chatting, um, watching anime, play video games or whatever. That's the kind of stuff I was into. I suppose in high school was kind of the period where I mostly just focused on books and then got into movies. I wasn't playing games as much as I did before, a little bit after. Um, and that was just me. I was like a hermit. I was super hyper focused on, like, trying to better myself through books, which has <laughs> come up. I mean, that's kind of like just, I was real deep in this bullshit at the time. Uh, I was very, like, lonely and frustrated with, like, I don't know, I didn't relate to people very well at the time. Um, and uh, that that kind of was it, just hyper-focused on that in, like, my weird, not-quite-a-relationship-with-my-big-ex-yet. Because mm. uh, that didn't blow up until literally the day I graduated high school became, oh, like, a real thing. Okay. It was really on again, off again, but nothing serious until then, and then it got serious for, like, two years. I was going to say that... Um... One thing I didn't mention was I had wanted to be a filmmaker from age 14 until 18. Mm-hmm. So that was also the period where every weekend I was going to Blockbuster and just renting yeah. I didn't get into movies, movies until tra- yeah. the very end of high school when I realized that's a thing me and my friends can do. And then I just became the person who like gathered, like bought DVDs by the boatload when I could get them cheap and watch mm-hmm. a bunch of movies, go out to movies uh, every weekend. I would go on message boards and talk about movies with people. But like my big staying online all night years weren't until... Probably my 20s. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it was definitely my junior my high school stuff. I had a live journal. Yeah, this was not that. <laughs> I had a live journal. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. I had a live journal back when you needed a password from someone with a paid account. Me, too. a live journal. Get a code. Yeah. It's your turn. Okay. What were some of your favorite video games and movies? Like, favorite media from your teen years? from high school so the early part of high school kind of like my gateway into all of my like ancient lit bullshit was i got really into lord of the rings in the lead up to the movies coming out oh right so the first one was coming out, i was like this looks cool i'm not really into fantasy i'm still not really into fantasy but i'm like this kind of looks cool i should read the book because i was the person was like if the movie's coming out, i want to see the movie i should read the book i'm still uh, kind of like I'm that i'm definitely not that person anymore <laughs> so i read the first lord of the rings and just fell down this hole for like a year and a half where i read lord of the rings multiple times like, I read the first book right in time to see the first movie, and then by the time the second movie came out, I'd read all of Lord of the Rings like three times. I'd read The Silmarillion, I'd read The Hobbit. Oh my goodness. Uh, I was reading, like, unpublished work by Tolkien. I got into, like, a forum on AOL about Tolkien stuff for, like, <laughs> 18 months. This is just all I was about. Uh, and then it kind of drifted off into the wider span of, like, ancient bullshit, because that's his whole thing, right? Um, he was like, oh, all of England's oldest work was destroyed by the Norman invasion. Let me invent some. Um... Lord of the Rings. Uh, Lord of the Rings. But that was kind of my hyper focus. Like, I just like Nintendo and shit. I don't know. I wasn't really into movies in this period until later. Uh, and that's Did when I... Did you have a favorite movie as a high schooler, though? As a high schooler? Uh, gosh. Uh, Memento, probably. Okay. Which that's is a very high... I went to high there. school in the I still like Memento. It's one 90s. of the better Christopher Nolan movies. I like that movie, too. Um, Remember the DVD menus? Yes, it was the worst thing in the world. Yeah, I had that DVD. It's like a, it was like a fake medical fold, like records folder. Yeah, and it would fold up and it looked like a chart. And then you put the DVD in, and it was like a psych test 
where you had to like answer questions and put some things in order to access the menus. And none of it was surface. This is how you access the menu. But it was like, here's a narrative. Please put this narrative in order to play. But then if you put the narrative in backwards order, that's how you got the version of the film that was in chronological order and not the normal edit of the film. I'm glad you remember this because <laughs> I don't remember how the fuck I ever got to watch this on DVD. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is I saw it on VHS okay. first because we had a VCR forever. Yeah, I, I caught it on like HBO or something. Okay, yeah. and Because I remember playing around with that menu and being mm. like, I don't know how I got through that, but yep. that's really funny. Yeah, no. I had so many DVDs back in the day because you go to Walmart and get them for like $5. I oh, ended yeah. up with so many DVDs. Oh, yeah. We used to do the thing where Blockbuster had the five for 20 bucks and we would mm. just get five used ones. Mm. So my DVD library was mostly used DVDs. Yeah. And since I was up all night and Walmart's open 24 hours a day, I just find myself at three in the morning wandering Walmart sometimes. That's like <laughs> my high school, early college experience to a T is wandering Walmart at three in the morning. Like, what do we do? I guess we could buy some movies. We won't watch them, but we'll buy them. We would go downtown and walk around. Oh, I never went downtown. We loved I live very far from downtown. Oh, okay, yeah, see. I lived right around the corner in the same apartment complex <laughs> as we do now, so. <laughs> yeah, we used to go to the record stores and the bookstores. I was not into music that much. Oh, that's all I fucking did was go to shows. So tell me about your music taste. Oh my gosh, like. We know about uh, Connor Oberst and Bright Eyes. That was embarrassing. We know about Gwen Stefani. Yeah, but it was more about No Doubt. This was before she went solo. So she was still in No Doubt. So she was, uh, in my mind, making good music. Okay. Which is hilarious. I don't like, know if I know a No Doubt song. Do I? You know No Doubt songs. Okay. Because you always change them when they come on the okay. radio. Because <laughs> no, you're go. like, ooh, it's ska. Is it ska, really? Kinda. Okay. Uh, anyway. I, I, if you told me, like, I do not, if you say no doubt, I have nothing comes to my head. It sounds like a rock band, but I don't know. Shaking my head. When I was 14, in the year 2000, mm-hmm. in the year 2000, mm-hmm. uh, that's a reference from high school. I was also a big Conan O'Brien fan. I literally um, had no idea what you were doing. So. Uh, yeah, no, he used to do this bit in the year 2000, and he'd mm. predict things, and he kept doing it well into the odds. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, no, it was great. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Conan O'Brien was a huge part of my teen years, uh, <laughs> to the point where one of my best friends made me a shirt with a bunch of, like, cartoons of his face on it. Going back to the question, mm-hmm. what was that for? Nothing. Okay. I was just being I was being silly. Okay, um... So when I was 14, in about 2000, yeah, it had to be 2000, there was an episode of Saturday Night Live hosted by Kate Hudson, Mm -hmm. and the musical guest was Radiohead, Mm -hmm. and that was the night I became a Radiohead fan. Okay, this makes sense. Because they did two singles off of Kid A, which Uh was their first album since OK Computer in 1997. Yeah, it's also like one of their best albums. Yeah. Yeah. Kid A? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, It's the one I like. Yeah. Yeah, but it's great. Um, it's not my favorite, but it's up there because it was my first. And then I worked my way backwards and then I, um, just became full. I had books and posters and I was always on the website and I joined the message boards and. I don't like anything enough. Oh, I was just, there's a tendency in the team to get really, really wrapped up in a thing and eat breathe, sleep, the thing. Yeah, I guess I did do that, just about things that that community didn't exist for. Yeah, yeah. So I had the Radiohead thing, and then I did the same thing with, like... (sighs) 
I did that with like Sailor Moon and DBZ, but that was earlier. That was like junior high. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, high school, I think it was also the age where like, I'd get a little money here and there. I didn't have a job in high school. I was very spoiled. Oh, uh, yeah. My parents yeah. said, we don't want you to have to work. You go to school, you do that. Yep. That was my mom. She was like, oh, you go to school. And she, I don't want you to struggle like I struggled. Yeah. Which screwed me up for a work ethic later, but that's a whole other thing. It didn't really bother me much. Yeah. So. Uh, but anyway, you kind of had, like, a little bit of money here and there, so I could go to movies and buy CDs. So I spent a lot of money on CDs, and so, like, I want to say my top five bands at the time, this is high school, mm-hmm. were probably Radiohead, Bright Eyes, uh, The Strokes, mm-hmm. The White Stripes, mm-hmm. and, uh, hmm, who else would I put in there? Who else did I have all their CDs? Oh, I really, I had a Beatles phase when I was like 17, so I probably would say the Beatles. My Beatles phase is way later than that. Mm. Mine was right around the time George Harrison died. Mine was kicked off by Sega Cross Universe and realizing I knew all the Beatles songs from my childhood, but not realizing they were all Beatles songs. That's funny. And being like, this band did a lot of weird stuff. I should listen to their music. And then I went real deep. Yeah. I know people probably think it's weird. Look, I went through Beatles phase in high school, but I didn't grow up with the Beatles music because my mother was a teen in the 80s. Yeah. Whereas my mom was born in 55. So I grew up with the oldie station. So I'm pretty good on 60s and 70s music, mostly 60s as they were playing a little bit early 70s. We get to the 80s and 90s. I don't know a goddamn thing until like 98 <laughs> when that's when I like tuned back into music. Because I became like culturally old enough to like pick up on what's big. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, hmm. What was your favorite book as a teen? I'll tell you my favorite bands. Oh, yeah. Go for so it. So my favorite bands, which is difficult because I didn't really listen to music and I didn't really know bands. So Daft Punk, which was given to me. Uh, like just a mix one of my junior high school friends made for me. And I was like, whatever these, these musics are, are the best musics. <laughs> and he was like, that's Daft Punk. They're like robots. And I was like, well, this is clearly the best thing. <laughs> and it remains my favorite band. I love Daft Punk. Um, You're wearing a Daft Punk shirt right now. I am wearing a Daft Punk shirt right now. I didn't realize that. <laughs> you don't, that's the only band shirt you own. Yes, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I own multiple band shirts. Um, uh, the soundtrack to Final Fantasy VIII. Oh Lord! <laughs> um, Britney Spears, because that's Any who I was. Any particular album? Uh, no, I only knew the hits. Okay, this is, this is, a, this is like a LimeWire era, right? Like I wasn't grabbing albums, right? Oh, see, I was a Rolling Stone reader and a Spin yeah, magazine. Reader. I didn't know anything about that stuff. So albums were very important. <laughs> um, gosh, what teen me was probably still uh, listening to Garth Brooks on a semi reg. That was more <laughs> junior high. But I, I, I could... can't picture this at all. <laughs> That's so weird. I went through a country phase around like late elementary, early junior high, Ugh. before I leaned into soundtracks like the thing I cared about. Um, and then, gosh, I don't know, fucking, I couldn't name a fifth one. Okay, it's how little music I was into. Uh, You're still not. I mean, you listen to a lot of music. What are you talking about? You listen to a ton of music. You yes. have very eclectic taste, but yes. you're still not like a up on music person. I tried it. When people, if everyone on Twitter is talking about a thing, I will watch or listen to the thing. But I feel like you didn't make an effort until fairly recently. No, that's a very recent thing. Yeah, that's all I mean by it. Try to fill in my gaps, learn a thing or two. Being around Destiny who listens to like nothing but shoegaze bullshit I don't like. But I want to to learn the context of to appreciate. Uh, Still go (laughs) I like some of your shoegaze music. Yes. I just like, I need a beat more than that stuff's going to give me. Yeah, I like a slow jam. You don't like a slow jam. Team fuck slow jams. (laughs) Um... But yeah, no, I um, I fill in the gaps. I watch that Donald Glover video. 
I haven't seen it yet. It's a lot. I don't know. I feel like this is totally off topic, but yes. I just feel like... You're a Gambino fan. I like that album a lot, but since he's gross, it's hard to take like his political statements seriously. Because yeah, of stuff know. he's done and said in the past. Mm-hmm. So I kind of take it with a grain of salt, but like, yeah, that last Childish Gambino album was full of bangers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I um, I was not like as into it. I just would rather listen to the songs sampling them <laughs> than the songs themselves, um, because it was all it was very like like seventies soul funk inspired, right? And that's great and all, but I already listened to that music. I don't need him ruining it with. Bad verses on top. <laughs> no, it's, fine. He, it's fine. Whatever. I don't. Wow. I don't actually bear that much of a grudge. Whatever. He's fine. Uh, I don't really have. I like. I don't really have an informed enough opinion to make a clear stance on how I feel about Donald Glover. I feel like I would not say that's true, but okay, I'll give you that. Okay. Um, I just don't follow it enough. Like I don't. You know, I haven't like close read that album. Like I know that gross episode of Atlanta. Like I yeah. Don't, which is why you didn't listen to the album. Because yes. when I was like, listen yes. to it, you were like, no. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard that album at least twice because you played it while we drove around places. Yeah. yeah. We're off topic. We are off topic. Favorite book? Uh, mm, I mean, it was probably Lord of the Rings since that's the thing I was reading the most Oh, you're adorable. Oh, actually, Silmarillion's better than Lord of the Rings. This is me. This is who I am. I'm still this person. Silmarillion, better than Lord of the Rings. Shorter. It's about cooler things. The Lord, the fact, the events of Lord of the Rings take up like two pages at the end of the Silmarillion because they recover it again. Um, it's a good book. You should read it. It's ridiculous. I can't get through it. It's, why not? It's great. It's like reading a, like Edith Hanson's mythology, but for like elves and dwarves and shit. I never finished that either. Oh, well, there's your problem. <laughs> I like mythology. I just, ooh, I don't know. He took, do so you many actually pages. like mythology? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. Okay. Wow. Uh, hmm. Condescension much. Con- <laughs> Didn't even finish Ian Hampton's apology. Yeah, but, just, I mean, just... this is the first, the intro to the book is like, Egyptian oh, gods skip, are disgusting, but the Greek gods are better. The and... secret to any of these books that are like, oh, important books, you can always skip the intro. Mm. Like, if you, you should probably try to read it. And then if it's boring or it's going to spoil the book or you're like, I don't need this context, it's fine, skip it. Just read the book. Then you can come back to it if you want. That's my secret to reading books of this kind of ilk. I just don't like Tolkien's writing. Uh, that's fine. And I feel really bad because like many I, people in my life like read those I feel books like on a yearly basis. It's only because I feel like The Hobbit is like one way, Lord of the Rings is another way. It's very maximalist writing. It's the most purplish of prose. And then mm, Silmarillion... pages to describe a tree. And, so, and it's not that. Silmarillion is, like, much more condensed because it, like, is about the rise and fall of the actual universe. It's, like, t- tens of thousands of years happened to Silmarillion, and it's the size of one of the Lord of the Rings books. Mm. Um, it's actually probably smaller than any of those books on their own. Um, so I don't... I wouldn't call it, like, written in the same style as Lord of the Rings. Okay. That's fair. Someday I'll get through it. I even returned... I thought I had the audiobook, but I returned but it. I'm not here saying, oh, you should read Tolkien. Like, he's a fucking racist and his books are boring. Like, whatever. <laughs> I was a different person back then. I Like, my affection for them is totally locked into who I was at that moment. Uh, I also really liked The Divine Comedy and James Joyce's Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man. Good choices. Formative choices for me as a youngster. My top two favorite books... Uh-huh. One of them is really popular, and one of them is... I'm looking up the author's name right now, because no one's heard of this book. 
In fact, when my friend got me a copy of this book, it was one of the, uh, it was a proof copy. Oh, okay. Um, what was the popular one? The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, right. I saw that movie. I really disliked that movie. Uh, it's just okay. The book, you know, I don't even know if the book, like, holds up for me, but, mm. like, when I was a teenager, that book was my Bible. I read it over and over and over again. Uh, I don't know. It was dramatic and gay, and I'm dramatic and gay. Um, I guess that book's... Uh, the movie was a little gay. I wouldn't call it, like, extremely gay. Yeah, the well, the book... Is like, more of that? It was, uh... There was a gay character who was a big presence in the book, and when you're, like, 14 and you're not... That's fair. Yeah, like, there's not a lot of gay media, you kind of eat it up. Like, now it's nothing. Mm. It's like, we've done so much better by our young people, but... <laughs> Uh, the other book was published in 1995. It's called Toby's Lie by Daniel Vilmer. Never heard of this. It's so good. It's about this Jesuit senior, and he's, like, closeted, but then he, like, befriends this priest dying of AIDS, and there's all this, like, it's really 90s. Don't laugh! What's so funny? You're a bad person. Because it's just the most that book. Yeah, no, it's super 90s. It is. It's really, really 90s. His best friend's a crack dealer. He can't find his mom. Like, there's a lot going on. But it's, like, really beautifully written. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just a book that I read a bunch as a, a a teen, and it meant a lot to me. Okay, one of my favorite books, uh, and it makes me sad because I think uh, young people would really like this book today. Would they? Yeah, it's okay. a good book. Why are you being a hater? It's it's more your description of the things that happen in that book. I feel like teens would be like this is hokey as shit. Oh well, I don't know. Teens like hokey shit. Do they? I guess they do. I don't know. Yeah. I don't like teens. So teens like teens. If you're listening to this and you're a teen, write in. Do you like yeah, hokey what shit? What do you like? Because I feel like I loved hokey shit. Okay. My favorite, one of my favorite shows as a teen to watch was I, Quantum Leap. I definitely did not like hokey shit in when I was in high school. Before that, after that, yes. During high school, absolutely not. I mean, it just depended on what it was. Mm-hmm. It just depended. It was okay. different. I don't know. I've listened to you talk about music. You did not like hokey shit. You were like into like deep edgy stuff. Well, you were like, I want it to be profound. Well, musically, but okay. like I wanted. Well, I thought the books were profound too. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't think that book's hokey. Okay. Well, plot the description hokey. sounds like rent, but extra. So, <laughs> but like it was really beautifully written. I have a copy okay. of it somewhere. And like I like rent. I'm not here to like say it's bad that you like that stuff, but it's definitely of that type, right? Oh yeah. I don't know. I read uh, all the Francesca Lea Block books. I don't know what those are. She was this, um, she still writes, so I don't know if I'm talking like in the past tense, but she wrote fantasy books about Los Angeles. Okay. I hope that doesn't pick up. There's people out loud in the hallway. Didn't pick up last time, but I turned up my gain because we were mm, being real quiet. Okay. So let's hope this does not come through. Um, what was I talking about? Uh, Francesca Lea Block? Yeah, she wrote Weetsy Bat. I don't, what's what's it about? You said fantasy Weet- about Los Angeles. What yeah, does that like um, Weetsy is this character. She finds a genie lamp, and she's a high schooler. Oh, okay, and she wishes for a couple of things, and then like they come true. So there's a little magical realism, mm-hmm. and her best friend's gay, and like the, there's more books that follow her as she ages, 
and then like she has children and so like one of her daughters is um this sort of like fairy uh girly girl and her other daughter is like a half witch and she's more new york than la and it's just like it was a lot but those books were very formative that's fair <laughs> but yeah they were all kind of queer and all full of pop culture references kind of your whole bag as a team right yep yeah kind of gay pop culture references Yep. kids in the hall yeah <laughs> behind the music behind the music you can quote me verbatim scenes from pretty much every behind the music <laughs> That's weird. That's you a, can. That's probably true, but it's also weird. You, if you haven't seen my music, at least watch one. Watch the Leif Garrett one. Leif never, Garrett never was one. a pop star in the 70s, and okay. he was a drinker oh. and a drug user. Uh-huh. And Did he, he die? No, he paralyzed his best friend in a car accident. Oh, that was okay. his fault. So in the behind the music, why are you laughing? This is real life. In the behind the music, he like goes to that friend to apologize. Oh, it's so good. Okay. <laughs> I hate you. I... You don't take anything I do seriously. No, it's just I. You prove my point. You're very cute. That's all. I'm not. Cute. I love you a lot. I'm telling you about life. Uh, I think that's all we've got. We've gone long, I think. Yeah, this, this time. was long. We and... could probably do another one of these if people are interested. If you yeah. want to write in and talk about your high school experience, podcast at abnormalmapping.com. You know how this works. We're on iTunes now. If you're listening to this, you know, but you could rate and review us. Uh, tell your friends. Give us a link. That sort of stuff. We don't know what we're going to do next week, but, you know, if you want to send an emails about this stuff, we'll cover them. We'll talk about this some more. We could talk about high school for six episodes, probably. I want to have a disclaimer. Yes. Just. <laughs> you can't put this at the beginning. No, no, it's, no, it's not for the beginning. It's just for now. You would, like, if somebody came to me and said, Destiny, here's a million dollars. Do high school again. I would not take it. I'm so glad I'm not a teenager anymore. I probably also would not take it, but I would... Mm, I'd think about it. Well, I mean, it's tempting it's money. A million, I could afford college if I had that million dollars, <laughs> so I'd probably take it, actually. Because, like, whatever. High school was miserable, but it was, like, a fun kind of miserable for me. I was miserable. Um... I mean, like, obviously I had I would have, I would learn, if I knew now what I knew then, I would be nice to people. I would have learned more about myself earlier. I would have picked a different career to go down. I mean, we wouldn't have met. So I guess it was all for naught. I, uh. Oh, I would be sad if I did not have you. Oh, very cute. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I made You some, had a rougher high school. I had rough, I a rough time. And, uh, I, I'm glad it's over. And I'm glad I'm 32 now and. I don't have to ever think about high school ever again. Mm, that's fair. It's just fun to think about the pop culture and all the like goofy things that I do. Oh, the last question. We can't not ask this because it's important. Where were you on 9-11? Oh. Um, I like how we're about to close out and you ask me sort like I have to tell the story. Yeah, of course. All right, so. It happened while we were in high school. Yeah, we were literally high school students. Okay, so. September 11th, 2001, I'm in gym class, and me and my bestie, we'll call her Smelsa, we're walking, that's dumb, we're actually, like, acquaintances now, again, but anyway, she and I were walking, um, instead of jogging the length of the track mm -hmm. around the football field, and there was a crow sitting on one of the field goals, 
And Elsa said, oh, it's a crow. Somebody's going to die. And we laughed like, ha death. And then we came in from gym class. It's the most dramatic story I've ever heard. <laughs> and this guy was like, did you hear? The Pentagon blew up or something like that. Like, so we got misinformation first. And then all my friend's parents who actually could pulled them out of school that day. So I was just like in class watching the news with my teachers who were crying. Mm -hmm. And I wrote some dumb, they asked us how we felt like the next day. And I wrote some paper about like, this is just the fall of the Roman Empire. Because that's the kind of teen I was. (laughs) Um, So I was seeing my guidance counselor for something. I probably missed too much school because I was a very sick teen sometimes, which like, we didn't really get into, where I was just, I missed a ton of school, like, way more than they should ever let me pass with, but I did the homework, so they let it slide, but it was dodgy for a while. Um, um, so I was talking to my guidance counselor, it was already September, and I already missed too many days, so that's how that went. Wow. Um, and uh, I remember leaving her office, and all the teachers were huddled around one of those, like, TVs that was, like, up on the wall, like, on a pillar or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was standing around it, and I didn't think of anything of it. I was like, oh, these teachers won't bother me while I go back to class. So I went to class, and then everyone there was watching TV, and it was early enough that we all watched as the second plane hit or whatever. Oh. And then watched TV all that day and most of the next. And yeah, yeah. Pe- parents pulled their kids out of school. My mom was like, I figured you wouldn't want to leave. And I was like, I could have left school. Why didn't you call? <laughs> My mom was like, I had to work. Mm-hmm. Um... I was not traumatized or anything. Oh, I, I had a little cousin that thought every time they replayed the footage, it was happening again. <laughs> <laughs> he turned out fine. He's okay now. But, like, how scary is that? God. Ugh. Yeah. Um, my teachers were not crying. They were all just kind of, like, grimly, like, this is going to be, like, this is an important event. Please remember this. Whatever. Like, I could forget the trauma of watching that. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly, I don't remember myself. I mean, I was the dumb fucking edgelord kid who'd, like, watched a bunch of Rotten.com at this point. Like, oh, God. seeing a plane hit a building was not going to mess up my day more than I'd already done to myself for fun. And, uh... I'd seen Bud Dwyer by now. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, for those of you not in the know, Bud Dwyer... Yeah, please don't Google this. Don't Just, Google yeah. this. I'll tell you it. <laughs> don't Google this. It was this politician... Who, in the 80s, I can't remember what city this happened in, Mm -hmm. but essentially he was about to go to jail for, like, embezzling. Yeah, some sort of corruption thing. And he goes on live television and he reads this apology and then he shoots himself on camera. It's a lot. It's a lot. I've heard the audio. I've never seen the video. Oh, you've never seen it? But it's a bunch of people screaming. It's yeah, really awful. It. It's, it's yeah. Unsettling and how unremarkable it is. Yes, exactly. Um, don't watch it unless you want to see, want to see someone die, in which case go ahead, I guess. Yeah, if you've never seen anyone die, I highly recommend it. I do not recommend this. I'm it's bad for kidding. you. It's bad for you. As someone who used to do this, like I said, for fun, because I was a shitty yeah. teen, don't do this. As a true crime person who hates seeing true crime photos and dead mm. body photos, I agree. I, I've recultivated, like, a sense of human empathy in a way I didn't have as a teen, so now that stuff really bothers me. Mm. But back then, uh, yeah, no, I didn't no, I was pretty care. empathetic. I was, like, watching it, like, all oh, those people, and just feeling so bad. I don't, I don't remember talking to my friends about it, but we were probably cracking some dark jokes that we shouldn't have been saying. We were talking about how we saw that crow, so something was happening. Yeah, you made it goth and spooky, which <laughs> makes sense. We were probably just making crass jokes about it. But then that was also when they tried to, like, make everybody really patriotic. So mm-hmm. they started doing the Pledge of Allegiance oh, in the morning. Oh, we did not do that, thank God. And my school, 
uh, didn't make it mandatory to stand, but I remember one of my best friends getting in fights on the daily with teachers because she wouldn't stand for it. That's definitely not what happened. Did you end up watching, um, did you end up doing more TV when the uh, Iraq invasion happened? Because I had another day of everyone just watching TV in school. For uh, no, we didn't. Okay. That's really surprising because I had an uncle in that fight. Mm. So I don't know why we didn't, but I now know that uh, at least locally... There was a school I worked for as a teaching assistant, as an adult, mm-hmm. where every September 11th they would play this video with Mariah Carey's hero in it, and about how Chad like, Kroger's hero. <laughs> It'd be a much better video. <laughs> and like the kids were so confused, they don't understand that 9/11 isn't the war because all they've known is war. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it's it was very like confusing and weird to try to make them be solemn about 9-11 when they think it's something completely different. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but they call it Patriot Day. That's the in worst. In the public school system it. here. Yeah. And they actually have an assembly about it and stuff, which Ugh. is wild because most of them were like literal babies when it happened. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Anyway. That's our stories. Yeah. Uh, send yours in, obviously. You know the email. Destiny, where can people find you on the internet? At FridgeBuzzNow on Twitter.com, at FridgeBuzzNow at Occult.camp. Um, on? On Mastodon. Yes. If you if you know what that means, you don't need me to tell you it's on Mastodon. Has anyone added you? Can you add people on Mastodon? One I... person added me, but it was somebody that, like, I already was friends with. Okay. Uh, but they know who they are. And okay. uh, they were following me on my main Mastodon account, and this is the one I actually use. Okay. So. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, em underscore being. Uh, we are at podcast on the Abnormal Mapping Network. Go to abnormalmapping.com for all of those shows. They're good. I suggest Second Officer Slog for Star Trek stuff. You can find that at StarTrekPodcast.space. Um, we are a Patreon-supported show. You can keep me a Destiny fed and housed if you go to patreon.com slash abnormalmapping. And even a dollar a month helps a lot, and you get a free podcast of me and Jackson watching Gundam every week. It's you, really funny. Yes, you watch Gundam with me every week on this I couch. I do. I don't even know if I like it, but I love your podcast. There you go. Some people listen to the podcast and haven't even seen Gundam, which I don't recommend, but we do describe the episodes for you. Yeah, you, you describe them in great detail, and then you just kind of talk about how you felt about them, but the, it's also a very loose, funny podcast. Yes, me and Jackson are loose, funny people. I, I would not describe myself yeah, or Jackson say, as loose. No, there's nothing loose about you lot. Um, and so thanks everybody for supporting us, for telling your friends about the show. If you want to send the link to people, be like, this is the funniest cast of two people sitting on a couch talking about nothing. We are at your faves of course. Do we have a new outro this week? What should we tell people? Never forget. Never, <laughs> Never forget. Um, how about, uh... You know what? That's... I like Never Forget, Never Surrender. It's good. It's from Galaxy Quest, isn't well, it? Well, that's Never Give Up, Never Surrender. This is Never Forget, Never Surrender. <laughs> it's different. It's legally distinct. The best kind of distinct.